Hey folks, Anamana here. It's Destiny B, your weekly Destiny community show based around Bungie news for the week. If you listen to this on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can catch podcasts live right here on YouTube. You missed it this week. We record every Saturday new time at 12 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time for for international viewers 1 a.m. Greenwich Mean Time or on the previous day for the States 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Friday. Hitting like and subscribe is a great way to support this podcast for free. So what I'm going to be jumping in with is I'm actually going to be talking a little bit about the Destiny fans bushfire appeal. I'm just going to pop that up here right now. So there's a little website where we're actually currently taking donations for the Australian bushfire. Actually, there's probably a better way I can show you this. Uh, Destiny Down Under is actually running it. Okay. Uh, They have been helping a lot of people get together to actually do this bushfire appeal. Here's a tweet here. Greetings, Guardians. We are proud to announce the launch of the Destiny Fans Australian bushfire appeal. If you have a moment to share this tweet. They got the information there. Community streaming event to help those suffering due to widespread bushfires raging across Australia. And it goes towards the Red Cross in Australia. It basically helps them have funds to do their job uh, to help people in need and communities in need. And also the money also goes towards training people that are helping the Red Cross with people in Australia also. So I'm actually going to be doing this myself. We did our first stream last night on Twitch. I'm gonna be doing it on Twitch and YouTube. You can see here, We actually have a big schedule of a lot of streams I'm actually going to be doing. uh, So you can catch me uh, along there as well. We got some fun challenges. Some have been, I actually need to work on this uh, because we've had some that have been already grabbed, but I might make some more. Uh, I had randomized loadout. So I'll just jump on with a random loadout. If someone donates a certain amount of money, Uh, I had an all bow loadout. I had one where I had to equip all blue armor and weapons, which is pretty fun. I've also got the stuff like yeet into a hole. I'll just jump into a hole and probably uh, die. Deleting my characters at $100, gratuitous blessings and stuff like that. So it all goes to a good cause, gonna be fun. I just wanted to kind of let you all know that this is happening with Australian streamers and also a lot of US streamers and other, other places. Everyone's coming in to help. So if you see anyone mention about the uh, Destiny Fans, Australian Bushfire Appeal, we're all, we've actually raised 12, uh, 14k already. Last I checked, it was something like 12k, so that's gone up pretty fast. We're trying to raise a goal of uh, 10,000. I'm going to be streaming my stuff until February 1st for this. Uh, we've already raised $80 as far as I remember. And yeah, not trying to get it all, all raised in one stream. It's going to be across multiple streams. So I just thought I would do a little bit of a shout out to that so people knew that I'm a part of this basically, right? So that is the Destiny fans bushfire appeal. I just wanted to do a little bit of a discussion on that. I really want to talk about the new player experience because at the moment it's a little bit messy and there are some ways they can actually go about uh, making this a little bit better. Welcome to Neki, Catastrophic Mo also in chat. So hopefully this isn't too distracting. This is actually recorded already. Um, I've got some notes here. I've got like a book. So there's a whole bunch of stuff that is a little bit messy at the moment with the new player experience. Once once people actually get in, I might need to jump into this. We'll just jump in. I actually skipped the next one. All right. So don't give me these little (laughs) pop-ups. Anyway, okay. The new player experience in Destiny 2, while decent enough and, uh, you know, it's not too bad, needs a little bit of work. 
I mean, it's not the end of the world. Players with a little bit of digging around can figure out what they need to do. And there are some tool tips and there are some bits and pieces, but definitely it can it has a little ways to go. I'm actually going to be making a big video on this. It's going to be more direct and in-depth uh, than me actually, you know, just discussing and umming and ahhing and stuff like on the podcast. So I want to talk about a few things here. I want to talk about introduction quests, tooltips, the campaigns and activities because I feel like that's the biggest part when we consider a player jumping into the game and accessing the game and maybe playing with friends as well. We got to remember when we were going into Shadowkeep and New Light, Bungie was really pushing the whole, hey, if you want to play with your friend, you should be able to download it, jump in and play. But unfortunately, we aren't there just yet. And the reason for this is because you still need to do introduction quests to unlock a lot of things. You still need to also get your light up, which I mean, uh, majority, of the, majority of the case, you don't, uh, especially if it's matchmaking and stuff like that. But the problem is, is that you need to unlock your bounties for strikes, gambit and uh, crucible. You need to unlock the menagerie and forges. So if you were saying, hey, Ah, oh, I really want to show you the forges. If your friend hadn't played Destiny before, they can't technically jump straight into it and access it. They literally need to get their light up to get into that mode. And then, uh, you know, basically, um, how do I put it? Get the quest breadcrumb to then unlock the whole process of getting your hammerhead and then jumping into the forge once you get to that point. So I think that there's still a way to get there and I'm sure, you know, I don't want to be the person that's like, Bungie isn't looking and don't notice this stuff because that is definitely not the case. They would probably have lots of like lists and stuff of all the little bits and pieces they need to do to get to that point. And like if we look at cross save and cross play, cross save is a baby step of getting to cross play. So we got to consider that the, the changes we've had for New Light and for, for Shadowkeep are baby steps to get to where they want Destiny to be. It's never a case of um, Bungie not understanding how to do designs and stuff. Right here on the screen now, you can see a tooltip at the bottom. The, there's a big issue I've got with these. They are great for teaching players how to play the game. The problem is, and I think in some cases they may actually be inaccurate with if a player set different key bindings and stuff like that, which is another whole kettle of fish. But a big thing with these tooltips is once, you know, I don't have this tooltip anymore, what if I forgot? What if I came back like a month later and I was like, oh wait, how do I do my super? The only way I can really find out how to do a super is to maybe go to the, go to the key bindings. So all this tooltip information telling me how infusion works, telling me how I can jump into a strike and all those bits and pieces, that information is lost as soon as that tooltip plays or once I've done the first ritual of actually accessing that. I think a much better way for them to do this would be I don't know where they would put it, whether it be in the help menu or the options, or if it was maybe part of collections. I don't know, but we need some form of a lexicon or a information tab where players can, as they get all this information, all these tool tips, it adds to it, or there's probably gonna be a whole bunch of information that is core to the game that will be accessible from the start. I think we, Bungie was pushing as well for, um, yeah, tooltip archive, uh, Neki. I think that Bungie was really pushing for RPG, remember? And I think Destiny's prided itself on having a very minimal interface and we're getting to the point where the minimalism of the interface is starting to get into the way of the amount of information that is in the game. And, you know, minimalism is pretty, but at the same time, we need to have access to a lot of this information and... Destiny is not a minimal game. There is a lot of information. There's a lot of things to do in Destiny. 
and it, you know, the way I would consider that they should consider with designing and with this whole, you know, this beautiful minimal interface is give people the option to maybe scale how much information they want, maybe have it by default, they don't have that, but it's like, hey, over here, if you wanna add some stuff to your interface or if you wanna add a bit more, you can have access to it. That's like another another topic for another day, the whole user, user interface and user experience. But information like tooltips needs to be accessible. Like training tutorial stuff needs to be accessible so that if someone comes back from a long period of time, they're not gonna be turned away because it's too hard to find that information. One of the big things is I don't think it's a good idea to pull people out of the game to have to alt tab or to have to pull up their phone and search for the information. It should always be accessible within the game. Uh, I think it's just a, a poor design when we have to go elsewhere to actually access the information. UI settings would be a huge thing. I will probably get into this uh, on another video or maybe on a podcast, but small things like right now, Say I had a bounty that was like, kill 15 dregs. I could have a small reprised bit of text on the screen that would have like dregs, you know, five out of 15 or something like right here on the screen, maybe to the left or right. So I could track that as I'm doing it. I think there's small things like that. If we're going into the RPG territory with Destiny, the Destiny really needs. Um, so that's like one huge thing. We've also got the campaigns, which do technically in a story mission right now. The problem with a lot of story missions is that once you've done them, they go away. If you played Destiny 1, you probably remember that the story missions were dotted all over the map. You could play them whenever and you could even change difficulty on them, which was another awesome thing. But also, at the same time, it was a really quick way for the map to get cluttered with too many, too many activities and stuff like that. I think a better way for them to do this would be to have another tab. That would be, for example, the uh, Campaigns tab. And basically, it would have, you know... How do I put it? Like, think Diablo 3 or something. I open this menu and it's got a chronological list of all the missions. Maybe we start out at the top. We've got this mission, the Cosmodrome introduction mission. We can go back there at any time. Maybe we can choose a difficulty. Then we go to the Red War campaign. We've got all the missions and as we unlock each mission, they become available, but maybe they're grayed out. And I was thinking as well, if we have information for these, on say the first mission of Red War, it gives me like a little synopsis of what's happening, uh, what we need to do in this one, and we can select it. But then the next mission, it will maybe give me a, a little bit of a heads up of what happened in the last mission to recap. And then it will tell me what's happening with this mission and what our goal is. Let me jump into that one, blah, blah. But if you'd have that for all the campaigns. I think it's a huge thing to allow people to go back and access this stuff, play it whenever they want. Maybe, I don't know if it's like a huge requirement or anything like this on the, the systems and servers, and maybe it wouldn't work because the amount of players actually accessing this content, but what if story missions had matchmaking? Or maybe if, like they had weekly story missions where you could get bonuses and rewards, maybe those could have like matchmaking for those ones where you could do the weekly uh, Red War campaign mission and you could do matchmaking for that mission. It would be really cool. Uh, so, just to recap on some of the things people are saying at the moment. Uh, Need is saying, I just want to be able to put my gun away so you can screenshot all the beautiful spots in the game. So there's a little bit of UI discussion, uh, and also tracking bounties on the side of the screen or something else. Welcome to Lucatron as well. Better flow of story progression. I think the story progression flows pretty well as we look at it, but the problem is, so there are some other things as well. We've had, um, 
when you first log into the game, this is a huge thing that ties to this whole the reason why I want this this campaign tab. The whole problem is that a lot of new players don't know how to access the story. And the reason for this is there is actually an introduction quest for the story, but it doesn't come until you're much higher light. I think it might be like around 800 light or something, or maybe even 900 light, which is, it should be the very first introduction quest you get other than here's how the game plays, right? So yeah, I think that we really need something where a, it shows players how to access, or it's obvious how to access the story campaign missions, and B, put all the story cam campaign missions in the same place. I honestly think that it's kind of, it's a it's an, a logical place to put story missions on the destinations they take place in, but at the same time, it really limits it to the relevant current story mission. It doesn't allow us to go back and reprise any of those story missions. So yeah, you need to go to Amanda Holiday to pick up the story. The amount of times I've had to tell other people, and you know, this isn't a fault of theirs, this is a fault of game design, is the fact that um, players need to go to this one person to pick up the story missions. Why do they need to pick them up at all? Why can't the story missions actually just be there in their log? They open this tab and it's like, oh, I've just done the Cosmodrome mission, now I can jump into the story mission. It should be right there and accessible as soon as players jump into the game. It should not be this weird little, oh, you need to go over here and talk to this person because they've got this little thing you can grab and it will give you this give you the story mission, which happens to be on this one planet, which un unless you know what the icons are to represent that you need to go to that planet to access them, there's I think there's a lot of assumption done with the design of this game. It's like, I understand that you don't want to make tutorials and stuff so kind of um, condescending this, like you're a silly person that doesn't know how to play video games, so we're going to show you how to do it. I understand that there's a level of that where you don't want to, you know, um, be too condescending to the player, but at the same time, in some ways, it's not logical the way it's done and it kind of gets in the way of players actually accessing the content. Uh, I, I've said this a few times. I love Bungie as a company. I love Destiny, but I feel like Bungie can be a little bit too precious about their design and about their minimalism in their design. I think that um, they need to kind of relax it a bit, have a bit of a rethink about how they go about this. And I'm sure they're already doing this kind of things, but there needs to be, there needs to be a, um, what's the word? Like a trade-off. If they want to have all this information in the game, they want players to access the game easier. They need to relax on that minimalism and the, uh, how pretty their design can be because, you know, that's not fun. So you can see here on screen, if you're watching this, I just zone into the tower after that first Cosmodrome mission. All it really tells me is that I can access cooperative and competitive experiences in the game. And it also says, recommend following this Destiny icons and doing introduction quests. And that's it. All I get right now at this point is just this one icon saying to go and follow this person. That's all I've got right now. And I think this is kind of a big loss because there's a lot of information at this point the players need to know. It's like, oh, do I go to this one person? And I, sh I'm, I understand. The reason why they're doing this is because they don't want to overload the player with too many icons around the map. I think what they could do is as soon as you get before you get in a tower, maybe they could do a video that plays and it explains the tower. It goes over here. There's this person. It's Shax. They do the PVP and Crucible. If you want to access them, they're over here. If you want to go to Gambit, which is this cool player versus enemy versus PVP, go over this direction. This is what the dude looks like. Talk to him. You get started with that. 
I think at the same time, it's like slowly babying the player into each activity. <clears throat> but I think a problem is, is the player should have the freedom and choice to be able to go, hey, look, I'm coming into Destiny 2, I just want a PvP. So it should be able to give them the direction to go to PvP rather than following like a, a set of quest chains and stuff like that to actually access, you know? So I think that's like a, a huge problem with it. So what do we need so far? We need we need a information tab where we can get all the information of all the the storyline, not the storyline, but um, how do I say, like controls and how the game plays. We need a story tab. We also have activities, and I feel like the problem with activities is, as you see around the screen, is <clears throat> a lot of icons tend to have the same coloring. Like every icon in the, in the tower is green, and it's you know right there. Every every icon is green. I think we need to color code. Like uh, strike should be there. Strike color. Crucible should be red. And same here with these quest icons. They should be in the same color coding as the actual activity you're doing. So players. You know, get into that ritual of, okay, anything to do with PvP is red. Anything to do with PvE is going to be that uh, blue and orange. Stuff like that, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely, Neki. I think they... There's some ways that they can do things while keeping it minimal and simple without having to, you know, overload players. I think that'd be a better way of doing it. Just going deep on the color coding of this stuff. And also, new players get a ton of quests for NPCs, Nikki says as well. Yeah, absolutely. And this is another problem is because there's no real um, direction in all these quests, you basically pick up the quest and it's like, oh, look, I've got something more important to do right now. And then it just goes to the bottom of your quest log because you forget about it. There's so many things, so many of these quests where I think maybe the quest isn't the way to go about it. Maybe giving player the way to access any of the contents they want to access and maybe they're like oh, okay you know what i heard about i heard about uh raids maybe now i'm gonna go with this raid vendor and check them out too the other problem is that some of the activities are also hidden like the forges you can see here i don't have access to forges right now i actually need to get to a certain light level to unlock that so <clears throat> big problem is that there's so much content so we have that, uh, the problem with the, the activities not being able to access. Also, players actually need to unlock each planet before they actually get access to them. So technically, again, there's none of this, oh, come join me on Mercury because they can't access it, you know? So. There's a lot of things they can do to, um, better flow players into accessing this content. Uh, sorry, I've been talking a lot, so I'm getting a dry throat. <laughs> it's just like lots of talking. <laughs> um, I was just, I was just coughing before. I, I'm probably going to cut this out if you're watching this later. If me coughing and stuff. So, um, also, let's just, let's just play that again. Also, uh, we had Need Healing saying, friends told me they get more quests than slots in the inventory, which is another problem is that the... The quests actually share the same amount of, um, share the same amount of, I guess, quota as the bounties do. So, Need Healing is also saying, uh, would like to have something to do in game though. There's not, there's like a lot of stuff, there's not direction, and there's probably better ways they can handle it. I'm gonna do a big video on how I think they can improve this. Uh, but there are some big problems at the moment with how, uh, how Destiny does 
approach new players. There's not a lot of direction to go with the storyline and it kind of leaves players in the dark once all this information has been dumped on them. I think there's better ways to go about it with. Uh, also, Need Healing is saying, if you join as a new player now, it's a little bit of a mess. I think the old system was better with the story. I think I think both systems they've had have had their flaws, but I think it was a lot more logical in training the player with the old Destiny 2 model. <clears throat> and I think that with the new model, it tries to dump too much information at once while trying to treat the player like they're a smart person, when that shouldn't be the case. It should be more of, no, I understand that you haven't played this game before. I'm going to slowly trickle in the information. There are ways for them to do it. There's ways for them to give players access to hubs of information. Uh, but yeah, it is very confusing to start with, ab absolutely. Blend of both, uh, Neki's mentioning. Maybe something different. I think there's like quite a few ways that they could do it. It's, it's definitely going to be an over the, over the next few months or over the next few years or something. They'll slowly get there, but it's not going to be something where they're going to click their fingers and it's going to be done. Uh, Renee Gordon says, as a new player, overloaded with missions and quests, still need to learn how armor, weapons, and abilities work. And it does tell you at the start, but it's just so brief and so quick. It's like, equip one weapon, here's how it works, and stuff like that. So, um, sorry, I was having a coughing fit before, and I just wanted to make sure that I ended this on a non-abrupt note. Um, yeah. So, we've also, I, I mention this all the time, we've actually got a Discord as well that people can access. Uh, I will put it in the link below, you can probably see it in the comments. Uh, if you want to join us, we do have, especially if we're talking about new players, we do have a Discord where we help out new players, we get games going and stuff like that. And for some reason my chat just did it twice, so. But anyway, that's a good way to get started with new players and other players and maybe some veterans that are looking to help new players, so. I'll be putting out a video on my thoughts of this. Um, if I can think of anything that maybe I got from this chat that is also useful, I'll probably mention it as well. But <clears throat> next up, we're going to be talking about the future of Iron Banner. So off the top of my head, chat will correct me if I get any of this wrong, but basically we start out doing supers. The overlying over the whole quest chain, there is doing uh, captures of points and defeating other players, right? So we got supers. Then we move on to, I believe it's uh, scout rifles. Then we go to shotguns. Then we go to hand cannons. And then we go to rocket launchers. And the big problem is the rocket launcher point um, because rocket launchers are, there's a heavy spawn and everyone's going to camp around it. So A, people are going to be kind of selfish and just running and getting a heavy ammo. They're not realizing that maybe they can work together to get it. So they all get it. Um, the other side of it is that heavy ammo spawns so infrequently. I think that's the biggest sticking point with this. Obviously, there's other things where players don't like using certain weapons, which is fine. That's fair. Um, I think maybe what they could do is like reduce it by maybe a few kills. So just to lighten the blow a little bit. But I think the big thing, the big problem is, is with the heavy ammo right now, regardless of what weapon type it is. At the moment, it's rocket launcher, but I don't think that has a whole big thing to do about it. The problem with uh, the rocket launchers or the heavy ammo is heavy ammo in general, just how scarce it is and how rare it is to come across, uh, has nothing to do with just the specific weapon type. So the problem we have is players will rush in, get the heavy ammo, they won't share it with other players. Or the other problem is a really good team that are helping each other, which is actually good that they're helping and working together, 
but they're going to be preventing other players from getting to that heavy ammo. So one side's going to have luck, the other side's not going to have luck. It's rare. So it becomes this really, really weird, um, really small point of time that players can get heavy ammo and do well with it. So I think that's the biggest problem we have with uh, the, the heavy ammo at the moment. Uh, but there are some other things as well. So I think maybe it could be a little bit better to do maybe a, a step where it's like special weapons or kinetic weapons. Get this many kills with kinetic weapons or get this many kills with special weapons. Just allow players to use whatever weapon type they want to use. <clears throat> the other way they could do is grenade kills, melee kills. Something the players always have access to rather than something that is very scarce and requires them to go through 20 games just to get maybe five kills with this thing. Uh, and that's the biggest problem we have with Iron Banner right now. The other side of it is before we had this whole quest chain thing, we had a system where you'd get the tokens and you'd have the bounties and you put the tokens in and get random rolls on armor and weapons. But now the way it works is, is that um, you do each quest step for this quest chain and each quest step will unlock a different piece of armor that you get one off first and also be part of the, the tokens. But you can't actually do the tokens until you finish the whole quest chain. So it's a little bit weird. I think right now we should allow players to put in tokens as many times as they want. Um, and I think maybe they should allow players to get the armor as well. But maybe doing the quest steps, you get a masterwork piece of armor instead. I think that'd probably be a better way of going about it. So that way it's not penalizing players who can't get through the quest chain. It's allowing players to, you know, um, get the stuff, get the, the armor for their collections, get the weapons. But if they really, really want to, they can do a little bit more hard work and maybe they can get a masterwork set of those armor sets. I think that could be a good way of doing it. It would reward players who you know, are just playing the game and it would reward the players that are putting in all the effort to get it done. So I'm just going to touch on some of the people uh, saying stuff in the in the chat. So Turtles was saying, managed to only get the Hunter armor, unfortunately. I was lucky enough that I was streaming it, so it gave me a purpose when I was streaming it to just focus on Iron Banner. I managed to get three, but let me tell you, it was rough. It was definitely rough. And then Need Healing is saying, had people camping with heavy... Uh, with bubble and also with well people have been using I've been suggesting people do that because it allows everyone to work together But if you're on the other team and you can't get access to it, it is a nightmare. Absolutely But I, I think it's too specific right now. And I think there's a little bit of weirdness with the way the um The, the quest chain works and the way rewarding players uh, works as well um, Turtles likes the idea better. They're able to grab armor they really like, but if they want to go further, they can get the, the slotted armor and stuff like that. Personally, last Iron Banner was the first one. Wanted to get the armor, but couldn't Couldn't uh, only go through all the other alt players as well or characters. Yeah, there's, I think there's a lot of losses we've got at the moment with Iron Banner and the way it's designed. I don't want to be that person that's like, they weren't thinking about it. I think honestly, they were like, hey, it could be fun if we do the rocket launcher thing. And they probably had some other reasons why they thought it would be fun. I think at the end of the day, maybe they're looking at data that's saying this weapon type is not used very often. So if we put a quest where players are using this weapon, maybe they'll realize that they didn't actually mind that weapon type, right? I think, I think that could be a reason why they are selecting these weapon types to go through the quest chains with, because maybe it is, hey, this weapon type doesn't get enough love. And maybe if we direct players into using this weapon type or maybe uh they will enjoy using that weapon type jp says 
By the time I finish the Iron Banner quest grind, I'm so sick of it that I don't even want to go back for fun. Which is a fair point, especially when you're um, kind of trying to brute force to get it done. It, it can be so frustrating, right? And need healing. Season 6 Iron Banner quest was a pain. The other problem, another big problem we've been having, and this is overarching to a lot of stuff of Destiny. There's a lot of little bugs that aren't so much bugs, they're more typos really, right? We've had one uh, a few seasons back, I think it was like season season 7, where it was get grenade launcher kills, but it was actually submachine gun kills. And then they ended up removing that step altogether. Uh, and we're having it the same at the moment with the Gambit quest steps for getting the emblem. It says Reach Fabled, but it's actually Reach Mythic. So there's a lot of these weird little... Um, I don't want to say negligence, but these simple errors that are being made that shouldn't be made and they should be really easy to quickly patch and fix. But as we're seeing with the EDZ Obelisk, as we're seeing with the Wish Ender bug, they kind of wait for a whole bunch of things to patch and then do them all at the same time. We don't really get little hot fixes for little bits and pieces. Is that something that needs to change maybe? Um, the problem with the EDC Obelisk, which is a is another big topic, is that um, they they needed to figure out actually what the problem was, and they also had people on way on holidays, so they didn't have access to all their people that could work on it to get it fixed. The other problem is we can't really see this as just a simple fix that can be just applied and done. There's a whole bunch of other things to think about when when it comes to these little updates. Is that a uh, it needs to work across all platforms and be consistent across all platforms. B, some platforms actually have a review process for a patch so that they are kind of gated by being able to get this patch out once they've just put out a patch. They sometimes have to wait a month before they can even put this patch out, which is not usually a problem with Bungie themselves. Usually a problem with platforms like PlayStation or Xbox. Sometimes it really gets in the way of the developers actually getting a fix out. So my sympathy is with the developer in that regard. Um, but on the other hand, it'll be nice if, because I would say, I'd say some of these problems we have is that these aren't server side problems where they could just patch their server. Sometimes it's actually game client side where they do need to actually get the update out to Sony or to Microsoft to make sure it does get updated. Uh, they're, they're improving anti-cheat. I think the thing is, thing with anti-cheat as well, right? And this is another Iron Banner thing as well, I guess, because we probably had cheaters and that is that Anti-cheat has always been worked on, but Bungie just don't announce every single change they make because if they, on one hand, if they go really deep on it and go, yeah, wait, we're updating how this system works, then hackers going to go, oh, you're fixing that? I'll just work around that. But they, if the hackers don't know about that, uh, they have to put more effort into trying to find a way around it kind of thing. The other side as well is, and this is why they've done it now, just by simply saying they're working on it and that you're seeing bands pop out and stuff like that, it shows that they're actually doing something. Uh, one side of it is, if they if they just do it in the background, don't say anything, players get upset because they, they, they feel, they believe that they're not doing anything. And the other hand is that they need to just acknowledge that they're doing something so players have that sense of mind that they're actually working on something. Um, it's, it's a weird psychological way of approaching it, you know? Because obviously, who wants hackers on their game? What developer in their right mind wants hackers on their game? Uh, it, it is not something they're going to be, oh, you know, whatever, hackers, let them run free. But um, but yeah, it's just it's just a weird way of messaging. And 
obviously they'll probably work towards a big change and, and stuff like that, but it's not really something they can really announce and, and you know, all they can really say is we're improving things. We're, we're banning a whole bunch of players that are doing the wrong thing and stuff like that. That's really all they can do. So, um, yeah, a few pe people have been uh, happy that they're fixing the anti-cheat stuff. It'll get there. It's just that we need to uh, take the baby steps to get there. <clears throat> Uh, Turtles, honestly, as a new player, it's intimidating to start raids or chase after exotics that are behind raid challenges. It is. That's why I mentioned as well, we do have the Discord that we all chat and discuss in. If you want to get access to that, uh, here is the link. But uh, raids, yeah. I, there's another thing that I'll probably end up talking about this whole new player experience thing. I will probably start making a series of videos. Raiding is one of the ones I want to get into because I get a lot of players. And, okay, it's like a general knowledge thing, right? We've had raids in stuff like World of Warcraft or Lineage 2 or whatever game. We've had raids for a long time. But that doesn't mean that every player understands what a raid is. So I've been getting a lot of players saying, I jumped into the raid and I didn't realize that I need six other players and it's very hard. Um, so I think there could be better messaging. I think if I go into, okay, if I go into a raid right now, if I go to uh, Nessus to Leviathan, I can literally just click on this and join. There's nothing saying, by the way, there's six slots here for players. You probably want to fill those out. There's nothing saying, hey, this is end game content. You probably need this power level and you probably need six players. There's nothing that says it. Uh, I think it should allow people to jump in solo, but it should have a strong warning saying, by the way, this is high end content that requires a lot of players and there is no matchmaking because that's a big, big issue is that players are like, Oh, it's a thing on the map. I'm just going to go on there and I'm just going to do it. But it doesn't really give them the information to, you know, say before you do this, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe have a little bit more planning first. But I think that's a, I think that's another, another kind of ball drop when it comes to messaging and information also. So yeah. Izanagi's burden uh, is a weapon that we're talking about in chat at the moment is a weapon that you don't actually need to do raids for. You can actually get it from the tower by going to Ada 1. But you do need to actually access the uh, the forges first. And you also need to own Forsaken to access it. So there's that. <clears throat> so that's the discussion we've had. Like a, a really, really brief discussion about Iron Banner and how it is and how it's frustrating at the moment. And how they could look about changing it. Uh, I think we'll, we'll wrap up there. We'll continue and chat for a little bit. So, yeah, we're going to keep keep on the streaming. We'll wrap up the podcast here. If you've been enjoying this stream, uh, we regularly run fire teams and help new folks on both Twitch and YouTube. But if you want to catch us live with the uh, with this stream or podcast, you can find us at youtube.com slash animanaau. So click on that subscribe button, the bell for a free way to get notifications and support the channel. I'll catch you next time. Have a good one. Hope you have a great day. Bye.